North-South Connection Podcast Network. Welcome back to Cronoso Daily. I am uh, Johnny C, and I am here with the final match of the 1985 first annual, don't know if that held up, Wrestling Classic. If you've been following along with us up until this point, you know that the uh, tournament final is indeed the Macho Man Randy Savage taking on the Junkyard Dog. Now, if you didn't know, they actually kind of have this pretty cool text graphic on the screen. I realize this is uh, long before the days of the cool uh, portrait, sort of a bit more cinematic comic booky panel looking match lineup cards that they would have later. I don't even know what they would be. I guess the insert photos of matches. I, you know, think Hulk Hogan with his belt with a lightning bolt and uh, Ultimate Warrior with his belt on the other side. And it says WrestleMania 6 on the top. You guys know what I'm talking about. The match graphics. Savage comes to the ring looking like a skinny dude love. He just has like a tie-dye wife beater. Uh, not my phrase. I didn't invent that. Don't blame me. And, uh, you know, he's limping. So I'm assuming he uh, took a beat even some of the earlier matches. I won't learn until about midway through that uh, him and the Dynamite Kid apparently put on a banger. And they did a top rope superplex. Gorilla claims he's never seen, to one, seen one where both uh, competitors are standing on the top rope and the suplex is delivered. Why couldn't I have pulled that match? But that's okay. Every match needs to be spoken about. But I'm not understanding why, you know, the way this is set up, the heel is supposed to be, I guess, the character that I'm supposed to feel sympathy for because he's coming into this hurt. He's had to wrestle more matches than the babyface. I just don't get it. I'm not saying every tournament has to adhere to that structure, but you would think in 1985 of all times that they would just do your classic well-known you know, heel gets a buy, but whatever. Uh, here comes JYD, and I'm guessing that this theme song is grabbed in cakes, and it is confirmed towards the end of his entrance where they actually start grabbing cakes. Man, though, when this song started, I got some major Rocky Four living in America, Stanton, Dana Leonard, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, I guess that's fitting. You know, JYD and Apollo Creed, both, uh, you know, they're, char- they're charismatic showmen athletic competitor so i'm going to allow it it does make me uh for a moment uh remember sadly that the robot is no longer a part of rocky four and um i spend the first couple of minutes of this match drying my eyes from the tears savage immediately begins hiding behind liz and then he stalls this is uh the triple m version of randy savage the memphis macho man um he grabs, goes to the outside, grabs a chair, stalls, throws the chair at the JYD. JYD catches the chair, and he starts beating the shit out with his skull, and the crowd goes crazy. And I, I actually did kind of laugh at that. I thought it was a pretty funny intimidation spot. I'm noticing here as they're about to start locking up that there's something off about Savage tonight. He looks different. And, and I'm not here to, like, shame anyone for looking the way that they do. I'm just saying, like, I mean... I think at this point we've all seen like a lot of Randy Savage matches. And aside from that strange period in 99, 2000 WCW, um, which you can hear all about on WCW must die. We just covered his last appearance not too long ago in the archives. Uh, so check that out and, you know, check out new episodes every other Wednesday on the North South connection podcast network, where we cover the dying days of WCW and the uh, storylines <clears throat> in quotation marks that they cover. But we're back to this stall fest. And um, like I was saying, see, I'm stalling now. 
They stall, I stall. You get what you give. You can't get what you give. Okay, let's focus, Johnny. So, I don't think, basically, I don't think Savage has visited the Connecticut pharmacy yet. And I'm not trying to be mean or, like, throw stones because the dude did steroids. Uh, it was the 80s, and he was a professional wrestler. Uh, no regular. I mean, what, what do you want from the man, okay? He's the macho man. But he looks a little off, and it's, I can't place it. Uh, they do, they go to a wide shot, uh, as there's more stalling going on. And I don't know why this happens to me. Like, why do my eyes wander to this stuff? Or do I just have such bad ADD that I'm the only one capable of seeing this moronic shit? But there is a white kid in the crowd with a hair helmet wearing a t-shirt that just says karate. It is the most 1985 thing ever. The discussion about it is over. I don't ever want to hear anyone debate or discuss this ever again. Case closed. Most 85 thing ever has been spotted. It's it's in the history books. Um, if I skip anything during this match, just assume that while I'm talking about random shit or singing the new radicals, that the Macho Man is on the outside of the ring stalling. Eventually, though, we do get back in the ring, and uh, Savage gets a, a pretty cool uh, – well, he takes a pretty cool headbutt from the JYD, who definitely has HBO. Not HBO Go or HBO Now or whatever the fuck they call it, but he has headbutt offense, okay? Um, he hits him in the kidneys, according to me. According to Gorilla, it's the thoracic vertebrate area, so uh, whatever. And this is where they mentioned that uh, – Kid and Savage, you know, did that crazy superplex and I die a little on the inside. JYD gets Savage in a bear hug. You know, the crowd's into it. I can't, you know, good for them. Ochre, Gene Okerlund comes out. It gets on headset, which is just, just very strange. Um, he doesn't talk long, but man, it's, I don't know. Something's off about, I feel like everyone at this show tonight. And it's one of the worst three man booths I've ever heard. Uh, another kidney punch. Uh, probably from the JYD. My note just says, kidney punch. Maybe it's what I'm going to have for dinner tonight. I don't know. They do mention that uh, a buy for JYD is fair, and fair is fair. Curious, though, if it's fair for flair. Uh, obligatory fair joke there. I'm still rhyming. Stop. There is a really cool moment where <laughs> Savage... Uh, Savage gets like a massive eye rake, okay? The JYD just kind of scratches his eyes when they're tied up. Savage kind of walks away to stall, and but it's clear his vision is impaired, and he turns around and keeps walking and just throws himself into the ropes, but it looks so smooth and so natural, like he was blinded, and he gets caught. Well, it, I guess it's a tree of woe position, but it's not in the corner? Uh, I guess we'll... Maybe we'll call it the Bush of Woe. Yeah, the Bush of Woe. That works for me. Um, as he's caught in the Bush of Woe, JYD drops a headbutt on him. And, I mean, hey, that's a pretty good move. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was kind of entertaining to see. I didn't expect it. Uh, eventually, though, Savage gets back into the ring. Um, JYD whips him into the corner. Savage sprints out of the corner, though, and throws a big Liriato clothesline. Uh, but it's such an impactful clothesline that Savage goes down from the impact and sells the move uh, before JYD even realizes that he was actually the recipient of the clothesline and does a bump himself. 
Savage gets on top. There's a massive kick out at one and a half. Savage is just, I mean, he is putting on a selling, stalling clinic. I'm not necessarily a fan of stalling or Memphis wrestling in general. If you are, that's fine. But this wasn't, um, I mean, hey, it's a joy to watch Savage work. And the crowd loves JYD. And I don't care if he's just headbutting. Like, I like reactions. So I'm not as down on this as it sounds. It just wasn't very exciting. But when it did get exciting, it was it was fun to see. Um, Savage kind of gets back on offense. Um, he does the patented double axe handle to the outside, which was always cool to see. Um, Liz is kind of getting in the foreground here. She's got a hair metal thing going on tonight. She's also sort of wearing an accidental Wonder Woman outfit with like a gold bustier like top and a longer like purple blue like bedazzled skirt but it looks like the old war skirt that the wonder woman from like earth 2 in the 50s and 60s used to wear uh raise your hand if you turn the podcast off about wrestling when i said earth 2 wow that many okay let's move on uh they're arguing again about the buy that jyd received and okerlin says it's fair jesse says what would you know about a buy okerlin the most athletic thing you've ever done is tie your shoes. And I noticed you switched to Velcro. This is probably the best commentary moment of the, the uh, segment. Uh, Savage hits JYD with a chair, but they're outside the ring. So I guess that's why it's legal. Thus, once and all, putting an end to the debate uh, that Tony Schiavone and Jesse Body Ventura once had. Outside of the ring, anything goes when they want it to. Um, Savage also gets JYD caught up in that Really cool Rosemont Horizon barrier thing they have. I don't know. I mean, I'm so tired of every WWE product that I watch today looking the same that I will take a sleazy, dirty, unclean Rosemont Horizon barrier thing. Uh, this is registered trademark, Johnny C. Incorporated. Eventually, Savage goes back up top. J, uh, you know, does goes for the axe bomber off the top. JYD does a counter, you know, the counter punch, the counter punch every face does to a heel when they come off the top rope. The crowd goes ape shit from this punch. Now, Savage is kind of reeling from it. He's, you know, he's crouched down and his gut hurts. But JYD, this is his comeback move. So he's he's kind of tired. He does. It's not a flare flop. It's like a JYD flare flop. And it made complete sense for the context of the match because, you know, JYD is kind of winded. Savage crumbles down kind of close to him. So they're both face down on the mat. The ref goes to start a 10 count. But then, and what I truly thought was awesome, JYD, like, you know, puts his hands down and plans, kind of lifts up, gets into that classic JYD position, and he does the thump headbutt. I don't know if it has another name. I'm sorry. I'm not a JYD aficionado. I just call it the thump. Uh, he does it. And Savage sells like he's Shawn Michaels fighting Hulk Hogan. I mean, it's not that ridiculous, but it's an awesome sell job by Savage. He takes one more on another awesome sell job by Savage. He's like jumping into the ropes from the, the, the you know, face down position. A third one, Savage does it again. Uh, Savage eventually gets hooked up and pushed back, excuse me, gets up and pushed back into the ropes. You know, the Andre the Giant rope hook. Uh, the ref gets him out, but then Savage you know, immediately scratches the eyes as a heel should do. JYD can't see. He leans up against the rope. Savage comes at him full sprint. Big back body drop. Uh, Savage thumps to the unprotected concrete floor. Nobody told me Cowboy Bill Watts was in charge of the wrestling classic. No match down there. Let's hook him up. Um, 
The crowd starts chanting along with the 10 count. Uh, they pop like it's, you know, the, the White Sox just won the World Series when he, the ref hits 10. What's the problem with count outs again? In the 80s, they're biting on it. They're ecstatic the JYD won. And if you really think about it, he hurt Savage so much that Savage couldn't answer the count of 10, which is seven seconds longer than three. So isn't winning by a count out like the ultimate, I am the alpha male victory? I, I'm going to put this out there, folks. Hit me up on Twitter at Save Martha Russo if you disagree or if you agree or if you want to talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League or something like that. Uh, that's what I'm here for. So, you know, the, the event's coming to a close. Okerlund gets in the ring to interview JYD. I guess that's why he was there. Jesse the Body Ventura comes in to protest JYD's victory. And I'm immediately frightened that I might be privy to some um, unique commentary from the body. But no, he just sticks it to the, keeps it to the storylines and tells JYD that, you know, he got a buy. Savage had to wrestle thrice. You had to wrestle twice. I mean, if I wouldn't have known any better, I would have thought they were setting something up here. Because Jesse is, it's not like he's in there as a broadcast journalist to try to get JYD to answer tough questions. He's confronting him. And when JYD kind of starts to step to him, uh, you know, Jesse just backs up, gets out of the ring kind of immediately, not in like a wimpy way, but in a way that's like, I'm not allowed to wrestle because I'm hurt and I'm getting insurance or something. I don't know. I don't know why Jesse retired. I'm not an expert. But I don't think he ever got back in the ring except to referee that sweet match where Miss Elizabeth. Oh, I'm not supposed to talk about that. My therapist told me to let it go. So uh, back to Jesse and Gorilla ringside. Uh, they thank everybody, says it was a really good tournament. Jesse needs to watch it. Uh, back to Lord Alfred Hayes with Vince and not Vanna White. I'm sorry I don't know her name. She kisses Lord Alfred, and then somebody says, oh, Susan. And I'm like, oh, her name is Susan. Great. Vince asks her to take a ride with him in the Rolls Royce uh, and ask Alfred to get it ready. So Alfred's like, oh, Master Vince, uh, Master Grayson has taken the car. And he's like, the Rolls Royce? Uh, no, sir. The Jag? Uh, no, sir. Well, what do you, which, what do, you do? No, sir. The other car. That's another Lord Alfred Hayes as Alfred from Batman joke. And this was the scene from Batman Forever where Robin steals the Batmobile. I can't take any more. I'm out of here. Wait! There's credits? This pay-per-view ends with credits to that da-na-na, da-na-na, Hulk! Hulk! Da-na-na, na-na-na. Uh, Vince is the executive vice president. Kerwin Silfies is the director. Kevin Dunn's the assistant director. Uh, I didn't write all these names down, but uh, Basil DeVito for Titan Sports is in charge of promotion. The Fink is listed as the administrative assistant for Titan Sports. Uh, and it ends with a still shot of Hogan in like a chokehold with his chomping teeth, just kind of burning it. And it's the strangest thing. Surprised there's a snot hanging out of his nose. I can't believe this show ended with credits. I thought Vince hated that stuff. I am never going to press play on the Washington, the Washington classic, I wanted to call it. Well, we're here, folks. We'd like to announce our name. We are the Washington Classics. Oh, it's anarchy. I, I'm done. I'm going to stop talking about this. Come back to next time for Cronoso Daily. I think after this, it's time for the Survivor Series.
No, that's just how the WrestleMania song starts for some reason. I think it's time for WrestleMania 2! It's 86, time for WrestleMania! Mania. Come back and see us the next time we're here. This is Johnny C for the North-South Connection Podcast Network. We'll see you at WrestleMania! Hey, Johnny C here with a small addendum to that little comedic shtick I just did right there. We'll actually see you at Saturday Night's Main Event! Ah, I fucked up and I came back to record this and admit it after the fact. Ah, NBC, ah. Man, that was embarrassing.